So good morning again, everyone. Happy Lunar New Year, Sunlin Phylok. Happy Valentine's Day, happy President's Day. Okay, I think I covered all the happies for this weekend. Later, after our service, some of you may be going out to get takeout or dine outside for your Lunar New Year's dinner or for Valentine's Day date. And when we leave our homes to go out, we commonly carry certain items like house keys, car keys, face masks for sure during this pandemic, plus our cell phones and of course our wallets and purses. In our wallets, some of us have credit cards. Of course, some of you may have Apple Pay or Venmo on your phone apps too. In my hand, I have this American Express card. At one time, American Express had a, had a commercial slogan, don't leave home without it. That slogan implied that the benefits of their card would come in handy wherever you go in the world. As I was thinking about the perks that we get with credit cards, do we as followers of Jesus Christ have that same attitude and appreciation for prayer? If not, why not? Why do so many undervalue prayer and for some not go to prayer first? Well, this morning, I want to say that like the American Express card, prayer has its rewards and benefits. So don't leave home without it. We are in a series on prayer based on Tim Keller's book of the same title. And we are focusing mainly on chapter nine of the book, which speaks about touchstones of prayer. We learned from Pastor Andrew who led off the series that a touchstone is a black silicate stone used to ascertain the purity of gold and silver. Tim Keller applies this concept to prayer. Our prayers must also be tested for their genuineness and purity. Only then can we know their effectiveness and power. And Keller introduces us to 12 touchstones as standards to check our prayer life. We have looked at six touchstones in the first two messages of our series. Pastor Andrew covered what prayer is, and Pastor Ben gave us what prayer requires. Today, I'm going to talk about what prayer gives, the benefits or perks. Now, before I get into the benefits of prayer, I want to pause a moment and state the obvious that those of us in the faith take for granted now. But imagine you are not a follower of Jesus. If prayer is conversations with God, how can you talk to someone you can't physically see? Good question. That's where the seen benefits of prayer come into play. Personally, I've had conversations with God since I was a young child. Actually, I have always had talks in my head as far back as I can remember. Call me weird, call me strange, but as an introverted, introspective, culturally nonverbal person, I thought it was just normal. As my spiritual faith journey matured, I learned and experienced prayer was having supernatural conversations with God. Within that context, how would I answer the following question? What does prayer give? And from my answers, the benefits of prayer would be, should be different from common earthly benefits. For me, 
prayer gives me God's perspective. Or another way to say this is to be able to see the world through God's eyes. To see the world through someone else's perspective is not easy, let alone God's perspective. And for some, nearly impossible, especially in a society that emphasizes and idolizes individualism. Self-sufficiency and self-promotion is revered by our world. Successful and highly credentialed people are given more gravitas for their perspective or viewpoint. Yet God reminds us that his ways are not our ways. Like we learned earlier with Manto and Teacher Lin, God's thoughts are not our thoughts. And when we spend time with God in prayer, we get God's perspective to know his ways and his thoughts. Psalm 119 verse 105 says this, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. According to this verse, God's word gives us direction and guidance, like a flashlight in the dark, illuminating path ahead of us to see. And of course, I'm not talking about physically seeing, but spiritually. And this spiritual lamp is necessary because many of us are spiritually blind. Prayer gives us a wisdom and enlightenment that is not our own. And I emphasize not our own, but from God. From Psalm 119, verse 105, I want to focus on the first two words in this scripture verse. Your word, not my word, but your word, meaning God's word. When we have conversations with God in prayer, we get to hear God's word, whether it is from scripture, godly counsel from others, or directly from God. And God's word in my experience is always so much different from my human understanding. As my faith grows, I trust more and more on his perspective to be different from my carnal perspective. Often, I have found what is logical, rational, Practical and easy is not God's perspective, especially when supernatural power is required in critical situations or decisions. More often, God's perspective is countercultural, even radical, illogical, and does not make human sense, especially if there's no profit for oneself or for a particular group. God's perspective is for all. To illustrate this, I just just think about the following examples. Not to accumulate treasures on earth, but treasures in heaven. Sell our possessions to give to the needy. Women are equals in the faith. Seek not revenge, but love our enemies. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. And here's the clincher. A savior that dies by shameful crucifixion. To those outside of the faith, and I may dare say, even for some believers, all this is nonsense. But often God's perspective does not make sense. There's advice parents often give their children for career choices that begin with the letter P. Don't be a politician. Don't be a policeman. Don't be a pastor. Many of us who have entered into Christian ministry have experienced family resistance to our choice to serve Jesus in this way. Parents often bring up the hardship in ministry and not making economic sense. 
my colleagues share stories about their parents telling them they did not send them to elite universities for their sons and daughters to become pastors or missionaries. I have heard stories from pastoral friends that people they are dating break up with them when they learn they want to enter into ministry. Because in the world's perspective, this does not make sense. But when the call from God is heard through genuine prayer, our minds are transformed to have his perspective. And my point here is that this radical God's perspective is not just for pastors or missionaries, but for anyone who calls themselves followers of Jesus Christ. When we pray in Jesus' name, we get God's perspective. So a question for you all. Have you allowed God to transform your mind to have his perspective? Have you died to your ways to take on his ways? Prayer will give you God's perspective if you truly want it. Spending time with God in prayer will remove the spiritual blindness we all have as humans. And only then can we see with God's eyes. Prayer gives perspective. And next, prayer gives God's power. I mean, who doesn't want power? The following verse gives us a clue of how we can tap into God's power or strength, which can take us out of our comfort zones, to be honest. 2 Corinthians 12, 9, the Apostle Paul said, but he, meaning God, said to me, to Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Apparently, Paul is telling us that it is better to be weak. I don't know about you, but that is so counterintuitive. I mean, in America, being strong, great, and mighty is the fulfillment of the American dream, right? We all have heard the saying, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. But God says, through your weakness, my power is made perfect. When we are helpless, when we are weak, when we come with that posture and attitude in prayer, God's power is revealed and released. So what do I mean about being helpless or weak? God's power is usually revealed when we need to pray for situations that are not under our control. That way, God gets the credit and not by our efforts or resources. Recently, I was meeting with our youth ministry intern, Scott, and he said he was stuck at work waiting to run a test on a material. It was Friday morning and, and Scott hoped he would not have to wait too late into the day to do the test. The go-ahead to run the test, however, was not under Scott's control, and he just had to wait for the green light from above. So I said, let me pray for you and ask God to take care of the situation. Later that afternoon, Scott texted me that he could go home early because his supervisor said he did not, after all, need to do the material test. Answer to prayer, God's power showed up. Now, some of you are saying that's just coincidental and so minor. For me, God's hand can be seen in the little things too. And we can sadly miss those moments 
And as a result, not pray more, thinking God cannot help in those little situations. There is nothing too small or too big for our God. But let me tell you another story involving my brother. About six years ago, my brother had a heart issue that required him to be hospitalized. And the attending cardiologist, fighting back tears, said to us when he was being admitted, I don't think he's going to make it. Do you think my wife and I were feeling helpless? Do you think we did not know that we had no control in this situation? For sure, we were on our knees praying to God to heal my brother. With our church community also praying for him, my brother survived and thankfully recovered. And a year later, that same cardiologist, the one that was giving us bad news, looking at his heart scan said, your heart looks normal again. It's a miracle. When we are desperate, when we are powerless, when we are weak, God's strength and power is revealed through prayer. So question, have you ever, ever experienced God's power like that in your prayer life? Do you want it? Well, these touchstones we are covering in this series, when applied to your prayers, will help you grow in this discipline. Prayer gives us perspective. Prayer gives us power. And a third thing prayer gives us is God's presence. Whether you believe it or not, we live in a world where the natural coexists with the spiritual. And to know God's presence requires knowing a spiritual reality while we're here on earth. God's presence is supernatural. For me, God's presence is not just an abstract concept, but also experientially physical. Some may be asking, what does that feel like? For me, God's presence comes in the form of overwhelming peace, soothing comfort, even physical warmth and tingling. Contrast those sensations with coldness, anxiety, and fear, loneliness, and hopelessness that I associate with the evil one. Even scripture reinforces this. For example, Psalm 23 verse 4 says, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In, in, in most surveys, people say one of their biggest fears is death. And if you ever face death in the face, you know what I mean. And so when life situations confront us that feel like death, we can feel fear. To be honest, in my perspective, on this side of heaven, we are all walking in the valley of the shadow of death. We are just blind to that truth and are good at masking the truth with man-made comfort. And according to Psalm 23, verse 4, the psalmist tells us that God will be with us as we walk through the so-called valley. And God's presence brings comfort. Jesus tells us he will give us a peace that the natural world cannot give, implying this peace is supernatural because God is supernatural. Makes sense, right? If God's presence is not supernatural, then that would negate God being God. And when we have conversations with God, when we spend time having talks with the Heavenly Father, 
when we are praying to the Most High, prayer will give us God's presence that brings peace and comfort. Face-to-face conversations with God is now possible because the veil that divided us from God has been torn by Jesus' death on the cross. As I said, we live with this truth of a spiritual reality. That is why God instructs us to put on the armor of God to prepare for battle. There are times I have experienced spiritual attacks and, and they come in the form of unexplained body pains. Occasionally, they manifest themselves in my dreams, which actually feel more like nightmares. While I'm sleeping, I see dark, black, ghost-like forms chasing after me. And when, a, and when one of these, what I sense to be demons, catches me and touches my chest, I feel a sharp, piercing pain, and I can't breathe. At those moments, I feel tremendous fear. But remembering what I've been taught by those who have gone before me, to pray for Jesus to come and the blood of the lamb to save me. Praying those words over and over again, that heaviness in my chest is lifted from me. And I experience the presence of God, which brings me peace again. I am also thankful that my wife, wakes up next to me to see me struggling and she helps get me up and prays too. I know this sounds freaky to some of you, but I am not alone. Others have shared with me their similar experiences. Prayer gives us the presence of God who is spiritual. Therefore, we live with a spiritual reality that is supernatural. Prayer has perks. Prayer has definite benefits like God's perspective, power and presence. Prayer can be taken with you wherever and whenever you go into the world. And for sure, God definitely sends us into the world for his purposes. Like the American Express card, with prayer, don't leave home without it. Matter of fact, because prayer has perks, don't live life without it. And you will be blessed if you do. As far as an application for our series, we have been asking you all to try to find a prayer partner from our church community during this series on prayer. If you don't already have one, someone you can pray with maybe once a week for at least a season. Wouldn't it be amazing if most of us at CLC could be practicing this? Imagine the blessing God would rain down on our church. God does say his church is to be a house of prayer. Personally, I have enjoyed and been blessed by my prayer times with one of my prayer partners, Gordon Wang. And and something we regularly pray about is his father's health, which has had major problems. Recently, Gordon shared with me a story about his father who just turned 97. That is so inspirational. His dad, when he is able, still says grace before his meals. And it is not that his father is lazy when he does not say grace, because you have to realize Gordon's father suffers memory loss and dementia. So when his dad prays, he struggles to remember words to speak to express his thoughts. 
And because of his memory loss, he can't remember what he prayed before. His prayers, as a result, are different every time. And because of his dementia, his prayers are not eloquent, but simple. Not abstract, but about basic, tangible, concrete things. And Gordon often is humbled by what his father gives thanks for when he says grace before meals. Because Gordon, like myself, if we are both honest, we often are guilty of repeating by rote our much more wordy blessings for meals. Gordon shared with me this amazing, powerful prayer of Thanksgiving before a recent meal. Gordon's dad prayed, thank you, God. Thank you, God, for helping me to survive another day. You can't be more real than that. This simple raw prayer demonstrated to me that Gordon's father had God's perspective about God's ultimate control of life and death for him. That that perspective gave him power over his earthly weakness. That each day he is alive, he understood and experienced the presence of God that brings him peace to him, which he is thankful for. So like Gordon's father, prayer has its perks. So don't live life without it. As we take our house keys and car keys, our phones and our wallets, wherever we go, let's take prayer with us too. Imagine who we can be and what we can accomplish for God if we prayed when we wake up to the time we sleep. Prayer is not an afterthought, but our first thought. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, you, you're, you, you love us so very much that you desire to spend time with us, your children, to have conversations as we sit at your feet. And in these encounters, how can we not be changed or transformed by you, whose presence radiates supernatural power? Give us eyes to see and ears to hear your voice so we can overcome our spiritual blindness. May we yearn to spend time with you through prayer, such that our minds are changed and hearts softened. Help our prayers to be genuine and effective, real and powerful, such that your glory is, re is revealed when we are weak. May your presence be with us so we can be lights in a dark world. Thank you for your son, Jesus, whose name is above all others. And I pray this in his most precious name. Amen.